Welcome to the podcast, episode 11. In this episode, it is just the three of us. And we're going to be talking all about our training and nutrition strategies. We thought this would be a great time to talk about it as each of us are doing something different. We're also going to discuss how you can train around minor injuries and niggles. And if we get time, because I know we often get carried away, we're going to talk about the pros and cons of TRT and maybe get into veggie protein sources. So let's dive right in. Andy is eating the most enormous bowl you've ever seen of... Well, now we can show it. Yeah, yeah you can see like the size of his head. Bulking bowl. Yeah. If we get Buddha bowls, we go for bulking bowls. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You can tell when it's off season and when it's you know, prep because when you're cutting, you reduce the size yeah. of your bowl. Yeah. You get a smaller spoon. I use a teaspoon. Yeah. It's like when, when you're bulking, it's like serving bowls and dishes with a, almost a ladle to just shove it in. I know. Like I think in the household, you've got your sort of bulking wardrobe, and then in the kitchen, you've got your sort of bulking uh, cutlery and crockery. Uh, so, Andy, why don't we start with you then, with the uh, yeah. with your bulking? Yes. Yeah, so yeah, just bulking up at the moment, and so calories are relatively high, not too high, over 3,000. Um, they'll probably go up, I think, this week, because although I hit over 200 pounds this week... Yeah, I saw that, again. congrats. Yeah, finally. <laughs> Welcome. It's been going up and down, like, you know, morning, <laughs> morning weight this morning is actually really quite low, I can only put that down to the amount of exercise I was doing yesterday trying to catch kids up in food. Yeah. So, you know, I spent hours going up and down ladders, climbing across roofs. So, like this morning, I woke up, I was, you know, 197.6, so quite a significant wow. drop. But so we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, but I often drop weight on the weekend as well because I get more sleep. Mm. So I always have a lay-in on a Saturday or Sunday. And I think, I always wake up, let the dogs out and go back to bed. And I think that always has a benefit to the amount of things like water I carry. Because mm. I always wake up lighter on the Sunday and the Monday because of just getting a bit more sleep, a bit more rest and recovery. If I train on both days, I just yeah, I'm not having to rush around so much. So yeah, less, less, less inflammation. That's really interesting, yeah. though. I can't say oh, I've yes. noticed that for myself, but uh, <laughs> that is... Yeah, no, I, I like to have those lay-ins on a the weekend purely for that reason because I always have to get up at the same time during the week yeah so you know I get as much sleep as I can which is normally over seven hours mm -hmm. of actual sleep but on the weekend you know, I try to push it to like nine hours if I can yeah of course yeah I <laughs> well it just shows again how important sleep is and I mean there yeah. is evidence right in front of you <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah and generally yeah you're looking to just keep that weight driving up, you know, whilst trying to maintain performance in the gym. Because, you know, as I say to my clients, everything should be based around your gym performance, really. Mm -hmm. You know, because if you're not training you know, properly, you cannot, you know, you're not going to grow. And you're not, you know, you're not going to maintain muscle as you cut as well. So, you know, we're just going to push calories up. And if it starts digestion starts getting affected and I'm not feeling so good when I'm training. Probably bring it down again for a little bit. But we're near the top end of my bulking, you yeah. know. We haven't got a set figure, but we're gonna probably push a little bit more. I don't know, we may you know do what Ollie says this week, but you know, we may end up pushing up and over Christmas. Mm -hmm. But it's when it's like we you know, laws of diminishing returns. It's like do we have a mini cut before Christmas to go into bulking over Christmas and and get a slightly better response because, you know, I improve immune system sensitivity. So, you know, that's kind of where we are because as you keep pushing calories, although I'm, I'm not on high carbs because of, you know, we try to keep my blood glucose in check. So, you know, most of the carbs around the training window 
Well, some people say 200 grams of rice for four of my meals is relatively high. That's like, well, yeah, 800 grams of rice a day. But... That's that's good, yeah. Almost a kilo a day. (laughs) But that's relatively low to what I could be doing. My fats are relatively high. Um, As I said, a tablespoon of olive oil on my meal. Because what I do is remove all the fat off the fillet as well as much as I can. And then I'd rather pull it back as an essential yeah, essential yeah. fact. So, that, you know, um, so yeah, so that's kind of where we are, you know, trying to push, keep progressing the weights in the gym, keep, you know, keep just trying to drive calories slightly up and keep, you know, pushing, but yeah. And how many training sessions do you do a week? Um, what am I on now? Five, two rest days. So, mm-hmm. what, what's my current split? It's uh, let's think about it. Um, yeah, we split, switched, switched it round. Yeah, trip my brain a little bit. So, um, start of a week is so first two sessions is upper lower, then rest and push pull legs. Okay. So I just finished legs today. Tomorrow's a rest day. I always have Monday as a rest day because it's my busiest work day. And then mm-hmm. so I have a rest day on the Monday. Yeah, we set up. So yeah, well, it's great really. Um, but yeah, yeah, keep keep working. Yeah, in the gym, gym at home makes it a little bit easier. Yep. I tend to train first thing in the morning at the moment, which is good and bad depending on who you are. Because I always tell clients I'd rather than train after at least having two meals. But <laughs> you're, you're it's training one of those things I don't. Because <laughs> It's just timing. It's when yeah. can I get my, you know, essential in and maximise my productivity for the day. And it is first thing in the morning, 7 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. I can get the most done. And yes, I'll have a four-star pre-workout, some EAAs, some simple carbs in my pre-workout and during training some EAAs. But then after training, quickly stick back up a protein shake and some simple uh psychodextrin and then i will make sure my meals are all cooked and then i'll eat probably a little while after that i put my first meal so yeah and like when you've bulked before what's the highest your calories have got to what they are at the moment was like 3100 but we're probably gonna get to about try to think what we were last year actually it may have been 3000 500,500,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,
is once your appetite starts going, you know, you get into that thing of, uh, you know, a lot of diminishing returns. Yeah. If you're struggling to finish food, are you going to cause yourself digestive uh, distress, trying to force feed yourself? You know, so, you know, sometimes a mini cut is ideal for uh, just getting your appetite back. Yeah, because it, it did, because I'd get nauseated once I finish like eating and I knew it was more you know just digestive stress and I needed a break like mentally physically even just just the organs all all that food for all the been, organs yeah for it's been 10 months yeah. 10 months of because I I started at about 36 calories finished the bulk at uh, maybe five, five, one, somewhere there, then went into yeah, maintenance. Yeah, so did maintenance for a while, then now I'm into mini cut. So it's perfect. By the time December starts, holidays, you know, I'll just be in a place where I'm ready to start yeah. bringing it back up again. So yeah. How long are you planning on mini cutting for? Um, I'll do five weeks because it'll be because I did a deload week last week. And then I'm starting my new cycle tomorrow, uh, push-pull legs, rotational push-pull legs. So it'll be perfect because now by the time I end the cycle, this cycle, this rotation, sorry, to the next mesocycle, it'll be the end of the mini cut. So I can go yeah, back to maintenance. Good. Yeah. Five weeks is not, not a bad time. You know, I think some people mini cut too long. As I, in, yeah, like I, you know, anything goes eight weeks isn't really a mini cut. I think yeah, even eight a, weeks is long. Because <laughs> it should be a maximum, really. Max. You're really much yeah. Because yeah. if you are mini cutting, the nature of a mini cut is it is aggressive. It is. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're getting in, you're getting out. It's it's got a very sort of specific purpose, um, and I just don't think you can carry on that level of aggressiveness for for eight weeks. I mean, whenever. Uh, uh, when I did mine, it was it was four. Um, yeah. And... I think four weeks is a good time. If you're going to do longer, like five weeks is a good time. If you're going to do start doing longer than six weeks, you probably will need a fast diet break. Yeah. You know, midway. Because the only reason you would have it longer is maybe due to health issues. Yeah. You know, like as in insulin sensitivity hasn't returned as quickly as you hope. Yeah. You know, your blood. Say you're tracking your blood glucose and it's still. Yeah, on the higher side, so you want to start seeing that come down. So that's why I, I see people, you know, can do it for longer, but if you're going to do it for like an eight week one, you're probably going to have a dad break, a, a, a maintenance yeah. week, maybe in the middle. Just that. Yeah, I was going to go for four, but started it on deload, so I, I decided let No, I think five, five is, is yeah. five is good. And I mean, with mini cuts, you can take the calories from food and exercise so yeah. uh when yeah when i did mine it was i think i got 700 from food and 300 from exercise or something like that so yeah. um you can really ramp up your, yeah. your steps and uh, and cardio and again because it's short you're not going well you shouldn't lose any muscle um yeah it's quick you're in is, and you're which out. is good um, you know, if you're still training hard as well, um, but they're hard. Yeah, because mine. Very hard. I'm I'm off a thousand calories or off food. <laughs> so yeah, yeah first, but you're coming from like four. Yeah, so the the first percentage three, wise, it's not that bad. The first three days. Don't feel too sorry for him. Yeah, I was putting oats, and I'm like, this is it. Like goodness, I'm used to <laughs> just yeah, pouring. Definitely. And yeah, so you should hear him complaining now. He's like, Oh, I'm hungry. I only wanted this. It's been one week. He's like, Oh, diet brain. I'm like, One I, week? I, I, yeah, I have to. Any is an excuse. But Lisa Peanut Butter's probably safe in the house for a bit now. Oh, geez, man. The jar it's... might last for a couple of days. It, yes. It... We'll be saving a few Thank from, goodness. from he was, food. He was eating how much? 60 grams a day? Uh, More. Uh, 68, 70. But uh, depending on um, how much like olive oil I'd, I'd used to cook, I'd do 70 
And some days I'd go up to 90 grams of... It's great. Our budget is so good now for shopping. Yeah, I'm going to keep him on this mini cup for a while. Yeah, but... Save up for Christmas. No, it is nice because <laughs> even the, like the potatoes, I can only really increase on uh, training days because my carbs yeah. are just so low on rest days. If I take like potatoes or rice, it's done. It's, the carbs are... Yeah. <laughs> so it's... But it's interesting. It's it's learning because this is my first mini cut. I've never because it's always been I'm bulking, and then if I feel I'm tired of the bulk, you know, just not really mini cut, but I reduce the food, and then I'll start over again when I feel ready. So uh, yeah. So this. It's good to be in Christmas, really. Yeah. I was saying yeah. just to be in a good place to start enjoying the Christmas food actually using it exactly yeah 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 no mini cuts if you've done your research they can be such a useful tool as part of a longer uh, bulking season um but definitely do your research on them and don't abuse them and be prepared because they are very hard it is aggressive you can go hard um you know you can even do a 50 percent reduction in your calories if you if you you know yeah, if you can, <laughs> if you can if, um <laughs> And if you if you've been tracking really if you know your, yeah, yeah, yeah you need to know where your you're... calories and macros yeah. are yeah because uh, I guess for me it'll be it'll be nice because I have uh, another long year ahead so because after the podcast we did with Ollie I decided uh, he's 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 patient doing his three year bulk so there's no rush to do a show soon so. 2020, yeah, 2022. Yeah. I was saying, you're, you're, you're better off just seeing where you end up and then make a decision. Yeah. And if you need a decision, just spend another year. Yeah, because you benefit more now where you've got, you know, where you're doing it. You're in that frame of mind than trying yeah. to bounce back, put a little bit on. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, and then I guess with the, with the flights and you, you never know what happens with Corona, so there's no... Yeah. Can't start prepping, and then you're told the show is cancelled. I think that I've seen some of the athletes we follow and what it can do to you mentally. So, no rush at all. No, so that's yeah. and so now you're switching your training from upper lower to push pull legs. Why? So, you know, uh, the past say one year I've been very big on you know JP high intensity training by JP. So, I've been following a lot of his principles so doing been doing upper lower since uh feb since jan we started with uh what is it defranco so according to jp uh he says when like the numbers start stagnating you feel like you're not recovering enough then maybe you just need to increase the sleeps in between sessions and Best way to do that is now break it down for, uh, whereby the upper, now we'll have push-pull, each has its day, then I'll do a rest, then have a leg day, then rest, and then repeat the process. That's why it's rotational. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so the rest days just follow the plan. And that way I get, what, one extra sleep before I hit uh, body part again. So it just means more time to recover. Uh, I can start bringing my numbers up again. And, you know, I can keep intensity as high as, as possible. And I can, you know, because I did the uh, upper lower 10 months before, I feel like now I'm at a plateau. So now with the push-pull legs, I can do the same push until where the, the same thing happens, where there's a plateau. And the option is to bro split or go back to upper lower. But... Like we said, bro split or rather pro split is, you know, for when you're at the level where you're bringing up certain yeah, body parts. So after that, probably go to a full body training or upper lower. So no no rush to get back into the like bro split uh, sort of training. Yeah. So the reason... It's good that you, you've got like more rest in as well. Yeah. You know, in my current situation, I do have... The ability to have a rest day if I need it. Yeah, so yeah. So we've got yeah. floating rest day. If we need it, I feel tired. We just slide it in somewhere. Program just adjust it. But yeah, I think you know, especially when you've been pushing for a long time, you know, it can be 
but you need a bit more rest because yeah. you know, you're maxed out. CMS is getting maxed out, you know? yeah. yeah, and I think you're of a size and a proportion that, you know, and you've trained long enough that push pull oh, yeah. legs, you know, it does work. Yeah, and then well for you. Like the the one Andy's doing. Yeah. After I guess a few I could as I guess as I transition back to upper lower, it's it's just as easy as doing the push pull legs. And then add the two extra days of upper lower. So I guess no yeah. rush. Yeah, take it. Yeah, uh, I, I like yours, Andy. Yeah, I, that's an interesting split. Very. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, normally go the other way around. We normally do push pull legs, rest, upper lower. Yeah. Rest. Because you do, you still get. You still, it's just have a bit of mix. Yeah, and you still get enough time to recover in between both leg days and both yeah. uh, push and pull. Mm. Yeah. And you, and you? Well, I am. Uh, I've just been following your cut update on Instagram. Oh, and, and <laughs> is I that think... where you get your updates? Yeah. <laughs> my cut. I have to go to Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I have to go. To, I, I have to be supportive. I have to watch the story. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yes, well, this and I is. Uh... Last last week she was ranting about how her weight has stagnated, so I have to. You know, check the stories and know how to approach later. Where yeah, so, <laughs> so, so my head is not chopped off. But yeah, so yeah. I guess your weight hit a new low. Today. Yeah, no, no, yesterday. No, so I was. This is month. Sorry, week nine. Uh, sorry, <laughs> water. This is a week nine of uh, the deficit, and um, I had brought my. I'd done two calorie drops and. When I dropped it the first time, I lost like a kilo overnight. I was like, oh no, this is too fast. But then my body it adapted so quickly to those new calories. I was like, oh no, because I'm very efficient normally. So I thought, oh, the good times are over now. And I mean, I was still on 1800 calories, which for someone my size is, you know, it's, it's pretty decent. But I was really starting to struggle and get really hungry. Um, and my weight was plateauing again, but it did drop uh, yesterday, but I'm still doing a diet break because it has been nine weeks um, and I don't do treat meals, cheat meals, whatever you call it, a flexible diet, but I generally most of the time prefer more healthful options, um, but I was really feeling the need for this uh, diet break. So I've brought my calories back up to 2,200 um, a lot. The protein will stay the same, maybe even a bit lower. Uh, so a huge increase in carbs, um, and that will be a week, and it's a deload week as well. Um, so I was debating that because my activity now is going to be a lot lower, but it's okay. I thought yeah, I just time. have a, a full on recovery week. Yeah. I'll still uh, keep my steps up, um, and I think that will just rejuvenate me for the next my next training phase and um, when I go back into deficit I will probably knock off only 50 calories because I, I was still losing on the 1800 um, even if it was slow but that's okay um, my body does respond quickly but I'm I've, I've been really happy how it's going and yeah just starting now to see sort of changes which is always motivational and yeah so training is five day five days a week i quite like your split andy i'm really thinking about that one now <laughs> i like it because yeah. i've i've really missed you know just having a push day or just having I a know. pull day because my upper body day is everything i mean one will focus more on push one will focus more, more on pull yeah. but still um and especially now that we have uh our bumblebee machine <laughs> you know we can do a lot more pull work it's a bit otherwise if you just have barbells yeah. or free weights it's a little bit limiting um so yeah, I, I might uh edit my uh yeah, my nice. training to to, to oh. do that because i can't do three leg days i i just <laughs> i did that earlier in the year and i and that was on a surplus and i died unless the third day is yeah. low volume but i'd rather push it hard yeah. for two days uh, whereas upper body, I can I can recover from. Um, so, yeah, leg days are brutal. Yeah, I always yeah. think the easiest one to recover from is a push day. Yeah, yeah. And let's just perform a double push because I always find pull 
super taxing. It is. So if I ever need an extra rest there, it'd be after a pool session before legs. Because, yeah. you know, it's actually probably better to do rest, pull, push, legs, rather than push, pull. Yeah. Because especially if you've got in your pools some spinal loading, you know, you can be taxed by the time you get to, to a leg session. So, you know, maybe that's one option for you to do pull, push, legs. Yeah. Yeah. I generally start with legs, but... um, Yeah, legs, push, pull. Legs, push, pull. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think... Exactly. Split split my legs and pull apart. Yeah. 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 I think I'm going to do that. I love planning my next training phase. Yeah, you should have... Yeah, exactly. It's always fun. You should have seen me during the deload week. Yeah. I didn't enjoy the deload because I was just thinking... Can it be next week? Like, well, that's because you haven't used the machine. Yeah, <laughs> and because um, of you know how you you have to stick to the um, exercises you've been on. So the machine is there. I've been doing you know like maybe for triceps, the close grip presses. So I touch a rope push down, and I'm like the kickoy push down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm like. It needs to end so I can just plan and choose the exercises I can use on the cable because it's nice because it's plate loaded so it's just limitless yes limitless uh, loading so it's good oh I can't wait to go and make my program I'm so excited <laughs> she's, yeah. she's already started making some notes <laughs> <laughs> sorry go back a little bit to diet plate so that you Going back to diet breaks, I was listening to Lane Norton say talk about diet breaks mm-hmm. in general and about a study that was done in Tasmania on the effectiveness of diet breaks. So what we did is they had two groups of obese people and what we did was one had a 15-week Is this the cut. Matador study? The other had a third. Yeah, the Matador study, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the Matador study. So where they had two weeks to diet, the other group did it for 30 weeks, we had two weeks of diet, two weeks of diet, right? And they lost the same amount of weight overall, but the, the uh, ones with a diet break retained more lean mass. Lean mass, yeah. Which is nice, which I think is quite useful if you've been bulking to put on mass mm-hmm. to have diet breaks. I think the other, but people listening should also understand the diet breaks. If you are losing weight because of a health concern and obesity, you don't need to worry about losing lean body mass. Yeah. Just lose the weight, get yourself healthy. You know, again, if your your goal is only to lose weight, then it also does that. But yeah, if your yeah. goal is because body recomposition and retaining muscle and you've been bulky to add muscle, diet breaks are super useful when you're trying to get yourself back to a set point to see, try and keep as much lean uh, muscle as possible. Yeah, the Matador study is good, and then there's another one by Bill Campbell, um, and that's where you do two back-to-back days of refeeding in carbs, and I mean, still in the week, you're in a deficit, and the overall weekly calories will be a deficit, but you just increase your carbs on two days back-to-back, and... That they, they did the study in resistance trained individuals and it did show that they retained even more lean body mass. Um, so that's that, you know, they, they it was still early days and, you know, there could be many more factors that you could put in there, such as does it have to be back to back refeeding days, things like that. But I thought that was interesting and I tried that at the beginning of my cut, but. I, I'm just someone who has to eat the same every day. Yeah. <laughs> and I think at the end of the day, it's about consistency and what you, you, can, you, can, uh, do. you can do. For yeah. me, it was too hard to uh, just try and increase carbs on two days. I, I'm a, yes, a creature yeah, of, of I, habit. I have to do like rest days, uh, separate and um, yeah, but you, training you days. Yeah, you carb cycle. Yeah, yeah. You're good at carb cycling. I, I'm... Oh, oh, hello. oh hi, Andy. You're frozen. <laughs> we were just. Uh, no, we were oh, saying. frozen again. Yeah, we we're just saying how I I enjoy cub cycling, but Clea is very good. You know, oh, it's gone. Oh, he's Linear approach. Oh, oh, uh, now everyone is going to see. Oh, yeah. Andy, now everyone is going to <laughs> see. Everyone's going to see the picture we talk about. <laughs> we should have frozen it. <laughs> and no, the corporate mugshot. That's our thumbnail for the video. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's just saying, yeah. Leon is good at carb cycling. I keep my carbs the same. And at the end of the day, what matters most is yeah. what you can, can stick to. Do you carb cycle? Yeah. Yeah, no, I have done. I enjoy carb cycling generally. Um, right now, with firstly, because we're keeping carbs in way anyway, we're mm-hmm. not. Yeah. We're more likely to have a refeed day when needed, if I'm carving or not, it doesn't matter. Um, with clients, I tend to always, or have done more, especially more recently, cut carbs on long training days. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, energy outputs not the same on the rest day so you're better off you know if something actually just reduce those calories as a whole so we have less calories on the rest day higher calories on a working day to aid with actual training yeah so you know um yeah i'm a big fan of carbs like i'm actually a big fan of diet breaks as well but i wouldn't do a two-two Every two two weeks a day, I do think you know you need to get your head in the game a little bit. We start having breaks because, but some people work. You it's all down to who you're working with because mm-hmm. some people like and I always say one of the things I you know you send everyone a questionnaire and say fill that out and one of them is is there a non-negotiable thing you like to do every week? Some people do go out with their significant other on a Friday or Saturday. Have high calories. Mm-hmm. As long as you know you're in a deficit across the whole week. Exactly. And I think, yeah, yeah, it really does depend on the individual. Like I've had clients do two weeks dieting, one week diet break. I've done three, one, full one. You know, you've just got to see how it works and you can plan it around, you know, you going on a holiday or you, you know, anything like that. Or so it's and, you know, it's it's good to understand diet breaks and especially if you are training you know how to implement them i mean they're generally a week you you can do um you can do two weeks um yeah, i like to keep it a week yeah i think if you go longer than two i think then you or longer than one it's quite hard to get back yeah in to your back into your deficit and then it's also hard sometimes to go into a diet break because you know like i hit my new low yesterday i'm like oh, i'm just gonna keep pushing and then it's that's where you really need either a coach or to have a good uh, talking to with yourself yeah. <laughs> and um, be like, you know, you need to, you need to. Because I was thinking the same thing. I think diet breaks are good, sorry, Leon. I was nope. going to say, diet breaks are good to try and time your deload. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're already getting your head around have a deload. You may as well go and go buy mm. race recovery, have a bit more calories. Yeah. Yeah, so going to be a good week and I mean it will be a bit difficult because inevitably also some people the scale hardly goes up you know again like you know Andy in his sleep you are generally less stressed you've got Mm -hmm. food um so yeah you're less inflamed you know most people your weight won't go up that much so it's you know and again it's not you're not like putting on kilos of fat a lot of it's going to just be water Water, so as soon as you go back into your deficit you will uh, lose all of that and you know, they're really important um, and there's loads yeah Lane Norton any okay. of his um, you know YouTube's are really good at explaining how to go about diet breaks and I guess it's, it's good like you said sometimes this is where a coach comes in it's like the way like clear said where you've hit a new low and you're like maybe maybe let me just push. Well, you feel like you're a failure if you've got to take a diet yeah. break and it's the same with me that's how i used to view like deload you're like i've just done a 100 and you know 80 squat i've added two reps to it maybe just push for one 190 next week and then that's when it just goes down mm-hmm. and you forget you pushed hard and you keep pushing harder and it just you know, you're digging the hole deeper yeah. and deeper, so I guess this so is... The thing is that people have to realise that, yeah, you've also got to be paid to all this stuff. 
you know, being like, you've got to have breaks occasionally. And with a diet break, we're not talking about being in a kind of service, going back to maintenance. Maintenance, yeah. And sitting at maintenance. Your new maintenance. Happy. Yeah. Generally, won't be your old maintenance because you will have lost. Um, yeah. So new one. So you need to recalculate it, and I mean, there's so. But here's the thing. So, you know, it's a patience. It's like everything. You know, you've got to be patient with your CNS. You've got to know that you're not going to hit PBs every single time you go into the gym. Yeah, you because know, some days you're more tired. So yeah, and it can be something like you know, the first compound you did in the gym really went for it, hitting the new numbers. The rest of your lifts are now going to suffer because you actually, you know, you drained your, your batteries. So and I think the problem with too many people is there's this lack of patience. They see their numbers dropping one day or one week and go, oh no, it's all gone. Well, mm-hmm. I'm just going to throw my towel in or I'm going to, you know, change, change it up. And actually, what we need is probably check the volume, make sure you've got enough calories in. And it could just be a case of one, you're worrying about your numbers, yeah. so you're stressing yourself out. Mm-hmm. You're worrying about your weight loss and stressing yourself out. You're not getting enough sleep. Again, you're stressed. Cortisol will steal from you everything if it's too much of it. So it's just a case of you know trying to not overly think about, am I losing weight? Am I gaining weight? Am I hitting the numbers? Actually, just go with, go with the flow, feel it out. If you get a couple of weeks, where nothing's budging, then reevaluate. Don't just because you've got one day or even one week doesn't mean you hit up the emergency eject button. Yeah, that's so important because like I let myself plateau for two weeks before. Yeah, I drop my calories, and I think people are so quick, like you say, to press that button. They're like, "Oh, I haven't dropped weight in three days. Yeah, better start slashing those calories or hitting the treadmill." You're like, you just need your, you just need to wait it out because you know. I'd almost given up on myself again and then, you know, weight drops. So it's like you have to be very patient and track everything. So you've got all the details at your fingertips um, or have a coach. <laughs> yeah, tracking, tracking really. You just need that notebook. Track your meals, track your training and you, you'll be able to just progress easily because you can go back and see where you started and where you're going. Yeah. Um, well, shall we get into training around minor injuries? Um, I think this yeah. is such a, a good topic because, well, Andy, you hurt your back. Well, it's your psoas. Why don't you yeah, go into that? I was, yeah, as we've just, you know, we've discussed, I'm sure discussed on here before, I, I, I do have problems with tight psoas, especially in my left leg. It's always the same, you know, you know I don't know if people know much about psoas connects. Your spine goes directly across your pelvis and attaches to your, your femur, right? So, so directly across. So I've always noticed, like, if I'm in the car for a long period of time, driving, it gets really tight. And, and actually, the pain can be unbearable after a couple of hours of driving. Uh, and then the other things, you know, when I wake up, trying to get boxer shorts on or put my underwear on, you know, first thing in the morning, it's loosened up it is it's like that so but you know digress a little bit you know in the, obviously I was doing deadlifts what was it last Saturday and mid deadlift I, I think I was you know pushing away it was about 200 kgs and I was on met 10 and suddenly it was spasmed as I was getting away I was like, like bim the weight drop away and I was like mm. <laughs> yeah because it, it does feel like it's your back but yeah. then it's actually you realise it's to the side of your back it's not actually your spine the problem is if it pulls tight, it can pull your spine a little bit out of alignment. It can affect you know, some discs. So you do have to be careful. Um, so, yeah, obviously, I did finish my session, but I then had to change what I was doing. Anything spinal loaded, I, I stopped that day. And just the non-spinal loaded back exercise. Because it, was a, it was a pull day. And then the following week, when I was getting back to doing... Uh, well, it was back to upper, and then, uh, you know, and then the pull that I had yesterday, I, again, anything spinal loaded, just lighten the load mm. and yeah. just use it more of a mobility thing. And then, you know, obviously I spoke to LTAF, physio, I've got some stretches to do. You know, I haven't been able to get to my room to, to have a, a proper session, but, you mm. know, 
start working, you know, doing your mobility and working around it. But just because you have a niggle and even a slight injury doesn't mean you have to stop all training. You've just got to be smart around what you're actually doing. And if you've got a coach, that's the coach's job to try and think about what you should do and you should have that discussion and tell your coach if you've got an injury. Um, but, yeah, so you just need to be smart because, you know, my psoas isn't affected at all when I'm doing, say, a lap pull-down or when I'm sitting down and I'm doing rows or, you know, anything else. You know, it's more effective when, you know, you're braced, bracing hard and just spinal loading and you're, you've got a hip hinge. Yeah. Because, you know, spine and hip go together. So, you know, I think too many people worry that we've got a niggle and we just stop training completely yeah. for a week. Then they get out of that sort of mindset and then they worry about coming back. Obviously, certain injuries, serious injuries, yes, definitely stop training and have a rest. But there's a difference between an injury where there's sudden bruising, swelling, you know, you can't move a certain joint versus a slight niggle. The slight niggle, you just need to find out what's causing it, work with physio around it, but also continue moving everything else. Because even sprains and strains, you're not meant to be incapacitated. If you twist your ankle, say, or pull, you pull a ligament, yeah, even if it's a partial tear, pull a ligament, you've got to keep moving to keep that blood flowing and stop it from you know, healing in a, you know, a wrong position. You've got to use your muscles. Yeah, I think that's quite a poor one, and yeah, just looking at your, your training and changing. Yeah, and it's it is so it's so easy to train around injuries, and I think keeping moving is the most important thing because if you stop, you're generally just sitting all day, and that's yeah. going to make it worse. And I I know that from yeah. personal experience, um, and you, and a lot of the times you you have to strengthen whatever it was that has been injured later down the line um and like if you've hurt if you've got a niggle on your lower body you can still train upper body um vice versa if you've got knee problems it's so i mean that's so common with clients i'm like no problem you know they've been scared to train for months and i'm like it's fine we can train around that no problem and just gradually strengthen it you know it, it is there are always ways around it like leon and i we have problems with our lower back. You'll never see us doing uh, barbell bent over rows, uh, deadlifts with a barbell. Yeah. We've just learned how, how our bodies work, how to work around it. We do chest supported rows, um, dumbbell deadlifts, Leon does stiff legs, that works for you. Trap bar deadlifts, trap bar squats. There are, there are many, many ways and everyone is so different. You know, our anatomies are very different it's finding what works for you yeah. and uh, I think we've we, we always say this don't be married to a certain exercise don't think that barbells yes. are life you know and if you don't do a barbell deadlift squat press overhead press bench that you're not going to get any gains you're just going to get injured um, so that's where it's trial and error <laughs> finding what works for you yeah um, take time and just learn learn your body I guess yeah, learn your body and and, um, and I think also importantly if you have a niggle when you're working out don't push through it it's yeah. so tempting especially when you're you know you've got two reps left you're like ah, oh, I'm just gonna do it and that's those last two reps could be what is the difference between a, a niggle and a full-on <laughs> injury so just just stop and like what Andy did you know get you know just lighten the load or move on to something else um, and then readdress it, or uh, get get your kids to come with the Theragun. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, yeah. the Theragun was fun. Um, but yeah, no, I think the knee is an important one because I have I have some serious knee problems. Yeah, but I've never stopped training. When I had the second surgery in my other knee, when I when I destroyed the meniscus and ACL in that knee, claim would be, I went and see consultant, and he was like. Okay, this is what you've done. So that's what I've done on the other one as well. Because what you've been playing with, uh, I think it was probably about five or six years. So yeah, I said, yeah, it's not really a problem. You know, the torn meniscus is yeah. a problem. 
ACL, but it's because I worked on just keeping my hamstrings and quads as strong as I could. And I think too many people just stop exercising because they hurt their knees. Yeah. And the, the whole area gets weaker. Mm-hmm. Quads and hamstrings just get weaker and that affects your knee more. It gets weaker. Exactly. And, I mean, it's hard, I think, well, with any injury or niggle, it's a, it becomes a confidence thing and a, a fear thing. And, yeah, the longer you don't train it, I think the more scared you are going to be to train it. Um and I know it took a year for me <laughs> to deadlift heavy again after I hurt my back. But yeah, you will get there. Um, and yeah, don't don't stop training and work work with your physio as well. Um, I think that's that's the main thing. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into some testosterone. <sighs> testosterone right. replacement therapy. Pros and cons. So, yeah, I brought this up because I was asked about it this week. And I'm actually generally pro people having TRT if they need it. And I think, you know, it's, it's a great Which thing. Most There's a lot of health do. benefits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's important for people to realise TRT is still steroid usage. And you shouldn't be going into it if you don't need to go into it for one. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah, generally with TRT is, look, you know, if, if you're, you've got good levels of testosterone, you've got to realise by taking it, your body's going to start switching off natural testosterone production. And you will not be able to go back. Well, you know, you may be able to, but generally when you're a bit older, once that Pandora's box is open, it's trying to close it again is, is not an easy feat. Uh, because you know, you're not a young guy who's going to bounce back. And we're talking guys in their you know, 40s, late 40s. Um, and the other thing with it is, like taking anything exogenous, is you've got to make sure your health markers are in place. Too many guys jump on TRT because you know, they want to feel young and strong get libido and check and that's all great and it's great for mental health that side of things but how is your liver function how is your kidney function what's your levels at because even trt if you've got has to be processed by the body right your body your liver's going to use it and it can take your ldl and your uh, cholesterol ratio can go up in the air and you know, you can have negative impact. And if it's already high, yeah. you can further affect it. You know, and then if you've got bad kidneys, yeah, your kidneys has to, you know, go through and sizzle blood. And if it's already backed up and has problems, you're just compounding that. You know, people think TRT is super safe. Uh, great. It's only safe and great if you're healthy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, having a little bit of TRT is going to help you in some other aspects, as in nutrition partitioning, uh, you know, anti-inflammation. It can help with those things, but only if you're starting in a healthy place, not in a place of where you're on the back foot from the get-go, because you only can compound issues. Yeah, and I think, again, you've got to do your research and I think work with a good doctor. (laughs) We've said that before. Don't just do it because you want to get huge gains. Yeah, uh, consult. You need to consult a specialist. Yeah, I mean, it's a... I would say a specialist. Specialist. Yeah. Because there's a lot of other doctors out there that will say, yeah, yeah, you're fine. You know, we'll give you a prescription. We don't actually know enough about it. And that's okay. You know, a lot of... Doctors don't know everything, especially in their field, and it's great. But I think, you know, you've got to realise with TRT is, well, you know, it's not the same as being on, you know, loads of testosterone like a, a bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. You're not going to pile on low. You know, it's going to be the same as, you know, if you, depending on the dosage, you may only go up a, a tiny fraction because, you know, a proper doctor will prescribe you proper TRT. And that's not injections of 300, you know, 250 yeah. mg of test E. It is like a cream you put on your hand. 
or you know a patch in small amounts that may only increase your natural testosterone by a tiny fraction and that may be enough to stop you from being hypogonadial and then so by improving your mood your libido your general health but without the ability to build all this extra muscle yeah, or I see, you know, guys, you know, wanting to do it because they want to be like, you know, I'm going to get in the gym, I'm going to do TRT, I'm going to rack on, you know, <laughs> rack on the muscle, body mass, and lose body fat. It won't work like that because it's TRT. It's not, you're not, you know, eating tremble on sandwiches, which people shouldn't do. Yeah. But, uh, but that's the point. It's not, it's not a substitute for a bodybuilder for having TRT. So, you know, one, know what you're doing, speak to experts, get expert advice, don't just watch YouTube channels and pick out the ones that support your yep. position already. Yeah, because uh, I think people forget, just like everything in training, it is very individual to each individual, depending on like what you say to your genetics, uh, if you have any underlying history say in your family of certain uh, conditions that that way an expert will be able to advise what would work for you safely mm-hmm. over the years because i think once once you're you know in uh let's say over 40 and you're on trt it's more it's more so for health reason than getting jacked so you want to be able to do it safely till you're, what, 90, 100 or, you know, wherever age life takes you. But to do it safely, you need to know your, uh, how do I say, like your numbers, your health, your health markers, sorry. And that way they can be monitored over time. Nothing more annoying than people going on YouTube. <laughs> And becoming experts yes, on something so only choosing the videos that support That's their a... argument. Yeah. <laughs> and it's... I was like, well, why are you researching if you've got a preconceived idea and you're only picking that out? Yeah. But, um, mm. but here's the thing. I think this is true for HRT. Mm. I talk about TRT, but women as well, postmenopausal women on HRT. There's some horror stories out there. Of like, you know, because they weren't healthy when they took it. I think, you know, it's one of those things where if you feel like you need to go on HRT or TRT, you spoke to the doctor, great. But make sure, and a good doctor will say, make sure you're healthy before we start. Let's get me, get your cholesterol down. Let's get your liver function up. Let's get your, you know, creatinine levels down in your kidneys. Let's, you know, let's get that in place before we give you exogenous hormones. Right, because, and then let's make sure you'll die at some point. You know, because there's no point being taking things from an unhealthy perspective. Let's make sure to get you healthy, then reassess and decide actually, yeah, you're a prime candidate for HRT or you're a prime candidate for TRT. Let's do this. And that's proper TRT and HRT and not some guy down your gym. Saying you should yeah. do this, in your DM. you should do, you know, a load of wind because it's a second <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh gosh, I I don't think have we found a doctor here yet that mm. was being recommended. Well, I, I've heard a rumor, but I don't know. Yeah, um, I've, I've heard, heard a rumor. Yeah, willing to, but mm. I actually don't. Looking into that, mm-hmm. it doesn't sound very ethical. Yes. Because the person <laughs> isn't a fine candidate for TRT. Yes, um, yes. No. So if, um, yeah, if anyone knows, if anyone knows of a, a good, good doctor, do, do let us know. Um, so that, I mean, good, 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 good endocrinologists, I think, are, yes. are gems, you know, and it's, um, you know, it's so important to be able to recommend someone and, because right now we've, we've not heard of anyone. And it's, I think it's, yeah, anytime you're playing with your health, you know, make sure you're working with a trusted professional. For sure. Well, well, we're doing well today. Yeah. We'd have time to get into vegetarian protein yeah. sources. 
Yeah. You're hitting the yeah. tofu, Andy. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, well, no. That well. <laughs> you know, I don't really, don't mind some proteins. Tofu, yeah. In in small doses, I don't mind actually tofu, but I can't eat lots of it. So, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, it's same. actually very high in fat. Um, I remember when yeah. I was I was going for it, I was like, ooh, this is going to be quite tricky to fit in uh, to to macros. Um, well, I hope everyone uh, watched the protein series, vegetarian and vegan protein series that I did with Ashley, because that was, um, yeah, just to show you that it is possible to get in good protein, but you've, you do need to do more research. Uh, and if you are tracking macros, yeah, it is a bit harder. Um, because often the protein is combined with a lot of, you know, high carb or like tofu is quite high fat. So you do have to, yeah, sit down and plan a bit more. Um, it's like, um, like advanced tracking. You know? Advanced tracking. Cause, <laughs> calculus. Because ours is like, ours, yeah, it's, it's advanced cal- it's calculus. Especially for vegans. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially for vegans, it is advanced tracking because... It's not like you can supplement with a whey protein or, say, have eggs as your protein source. You're, you're messing with incomplete proteins. Yeah. So therefore, you've got to be good with every meal knowing how to make a complete protein per digestive, you know, digestive meal to get the max. And it becomes harder in a bulk because you end up having to feed a vegan more or strict, you know, some vegetarians that don't want to have whey and stuff. And then they got to be understand that they're more likely put on some body fat with that because carbs are higher, fats are higher. But to get up lean muscle mass, you're gonna to have to get a bit fluffier than say someone can just eat, you know, a small complete protein. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and it's <clears throat> oh, we've said that so many times, like if you are going vegan, you know, for health reasons, just you know take your time to think about it because you are going to have to plan your food even if you're not tracking to make sure you're getting in a lot of nutrients that you can't you just don't get from plants um so you have to be very careful and i mean it can be done it it really can a lot of bodybuilders not a lot some i'm sorry i shouldn't say a lot there are vegan and vegetarian uh, bodybuilders um but you know wow food is getting high in a bulk volume is really high <laughs> Your fiber is. I will not say on that. There's no good vegan bodybuilders. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, we need to note that research. <laughs> yeah, I, d- I don't know any off the top of my head. It's yeah, hard. It's, it's it's really hard, you know, especially when you're, well, even if you're now going into super deficit, you know, because if you're eating animal products, it's so easy to get just you know super high protein low fat and low carb choices um and complete complete exactly whereas if you're a vegan that's going to be really hard and i mean even vegan protein powders the protein content isn't as high generally as a normal um way and a lot of vegan protein powders aren't necessarily completely full amino profiles and some of them yeah. if you get a, just a soy protein it's not if you get a pea protein it's not you get a hemp protein it's not you don't have to start combining powders in that some of the newer ones are complete powders which are okay but normally it takes like some um often they're not great but um you know you've got to understand that you know if you've got a uh, hemp protein that's not a complete protein source so you're gonna still have to add that protein powder in your meal with something, something else. else. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's, I mean, it, it's if you, yeah, if you are going to be serious about building muscle as a vegan or vegetarian, you're gonna to have to sit down, do your do your uh, advanced tracking and make advanced sure calculus <laughs> tracking, and and just make sure that you're getting in everything. Um, because you'll be doing a lot of combinations of foods to yeah. to get the aminos that you yeah. need. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, yeah. I'll, yeah. No, I, I, no. Maybe this I'll do. Sorry. Religious or ethical right? say, but if you're generally trying to do it for health, it's still not necessarily the healthiest option. Yeah, no, may, no, it's Maybe not, I'll it's... do a challenge for one month and try see what it takes to become a vegetarian bodybuilder and 
I'll, I'll give you feedback. What kind of vegetarian? What, what kinds are there? I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, we need to talk on the side. Well, But let's yeah. see how hardcore you want to go. No, I'll try. We'll, it'll be... Do you want to be vegan? No. Lacto-lacto-lacto yeah. would be easy to do. It, it is quite I, uh, All you're taking out is... I would do vegan, but I think vegetarian is... Because I can eat some foods that I still eat, but vegan, it means it's like I'm starting over. I, I need to... Yeah, well, that's... Vegan is hard. Yeah, vegan will... It'll, I, I wouldn't hard. last a month, I know, but well, vegetarian... the amount that you would need to eat yeah. to hit... <laughs> Okay. Yeah. 4,000 calories be, you I'll just be in here eating calories. all day how much protein so you can say one pound of protein minimum per uh, one gram of protein per pound of body yeah I'm uh, yeah I'm on two it would be so hard you would be yeah two because I'm doing I'd say 220 to 250 that's my minimum to yeah, maximum so yeah, exactly. so That's if I only get 250 yeah. grams of protein as a vegan, <laughs> you're probably going to be on about 7,000 calories. Yeah. And try and get those down, yeah. And it's, you know, because it's all going to be big, it's going to be vegetables. Yeah, big bowls. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll, 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 I'll try the vegetarian one, maybe, um, and, and after Christmas. Because here you don't yeah. get, I know not all micro-protein like corn is completely vegan, but that, that does help. Yeah. Um... Mm. It'll be interesting. I'm yeah. not saying like all the fake stuff because that's full of other stuff and not necessarily high protein, but you, yeah, you would be eating a lot of... Yeah, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll try and, and just, I guess, understand what vegetarians have to go through. So it's all no, for fun. No, it's yeah, not, I'm not going over vegetarian. Over lacto, you'd be absolutely fine. Yeah. You can still do Greek white, yogurt. White and eggs. Yeah, white I'm, I'm, but I'm not going milk. vegetarian. I'm, it's, it's an experiment before guys... So, <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll try. We? We we will try. You? This is royal <laughs> we. <laughs> But yeah, we'll, we'll see. Okay, yeah. you are going vegetarian. Next year though. And I, 2021. And you don't need to no, DM me. It, it's veganary. Ve yeah, ve and vegan you don't need to DM veganary. to remind me. Or I'll, I'll no, you do. I'll remember. DM Leon. <laughs> Yeah, every every day. We'll make our protest. Neon goes <laughs> vegan. We're gonna pull out my reminder. First of January. You'd be like, remember this podcast, yeah. Leon, where you said. <laughs> oh yeah, I can imagine that. That'll be that'll be too too much volume of food, man. That'll be too much. No. <laughs> But yeah, anyway. No. <laughs> yeah. So just. If you are vegetarian, vegan, as always, do your research. Make sure you're getting complete proteins um, and yeah. yeah, and all the nutrients that you know you will have to take supplements um, as you just don't get them in plants. Yeah. But we can all be more plant-based. Um, that's for sure. I'm working on that. I try. I try my best. To get more plants in every meal and and a variety of plants otherwise i'm i'm very bad at just eating the same broccoli the same uh... think about adding pineapple to my rice mm. just because i think pineapple rice is edible yeah it sounds very festive and i like pineapple yeah on rice oh. yeah on rice it would be pineapple is so good yeah. not on pizza though it's It's got what? Isn't it got pineapple? Is bromelain or something? Yeah, some bromelain. Yeah, yeah. anti-inflammation. Mm. Yeah. Good yeah. post-workout. Mm, yeah, I do like pineapple. Okay. In rice, we agree. On pizza, no. No, 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 no. But in uh, like post-workout. Yeah, it would be. Oh, I do like pineapple. All right. Well, well, as I. uh well, chicken rice and pineapple meal. It's quite. It sounds quite nice. You throw some other stuff like. Got very sort of sweet sour chicken thing going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. oh my diet break's gonna be so good. Yeah, I'll watch. <laughs> yeah, he's on a cut now. As I had my uh, almond croissant yeah. today. Oh, well, your mini cut, your mini cut is like double clear diet break. <laughs> It is. <in> <laughs> And uh, but um, I guess that's uh, that's the good thing with bulking, which guys don't understand. You get to. 
start your cuts at very high calories and uh, yeah. you can really eat a lot and you're still cutting so i guess that's my plan for the next prep where because i'm used to the suffering through prep so <laughs> it's it's just time yeah. to also help change the mindset so it's all good yeah well i hope yeah, everyone uh... <laughs> yeah sorry Four and a half thousand calories. Oh man, that would be the dream. Oh, nice, yeah, yeah, nice. Wow. Nice to start. It would be, yeah. be a breeze. Yeah. You wouldn't true. have any sort of uh, diet fatigue. Yeah. Well, no, it's all these these things that we've talked about, mini cuts, diet breaks, bulking, um, they're all worth looking into and implementing, you know, depending on your goals, where you are. Now having, as always, as we talk about, you know, a long-term plan, because all these fit into that long-term plan. Um, and they, they're great tools. So I hope you found this useful and you can incorporate them. Um, how to train around your injuries. Think twice about TRT and your doctors. <laughs> Find a good one. Um, and yeah, if you are veggie or vegan, just do your research, do your advanced macro tracking course. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't, but you just will have to plan a bit more to make sure you get in all that good protein. Yeah. Um, so I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Don't to ask us questions. Yeah. We just need to you know, ask questions. You know, don't be scared in the comments here. Ask some questions or you know, DM us on Instagram. Yes. like you know, if DM you. Yeah, DM us about if you if you're confused about mini cuts, if you want more info on how to do them, yeah. diet breaks, how to implement them. And yeah, we we probably could do an episode on each of them, or just go in depth into what each of them. Yeah, how to set them up. Yeah, how you can set it up and. Yeah, let us yeah. know if you think that would be useful for you. Yeah. Right. Well, Andy's got to go and catch his kittens and. Oh, yeah. uh, more cardio. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to have lost 10 kilos by Monday. More cardio. <laughs> you don't need to do steps, I'll extra to steps. At some point. <laughs> you guys, you know, if you want some cardio, come around here and help build a new stadium <laughs> for the pregnant donkey. Yeah. The pregnant donkey, kittens on the roof. Yeah. You could easily you. make a series of it's what good goes though, on you, up there. You, you get to keep your meat up without trying too hard, so... <laughs> That's never there been Andy's problem. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah, now this. Us mere well, mortals, yeah, are on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when you're bulking, that's not great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, true, true. She needs to be lower. You, actually, what is your step count, Andy, as you bulk? You know what? I, I, I keep it. I, I try to keep it to 10,000. Often it's 12 to 14, yeah. which is a bit annoying. Uh, like today, I don't know because my watch ran out of batteries <laughs> early on this morning. Put on charge. I forgot to put it back on. So today's kind of a one-off. But yeah, yeah it's it's one of those things where I find easy to get ten thousand. I find very easy to get twelve to fourteen. Um, if I if I was cutting, I find it easy to do twenty thousand just by throwing in an extra dog walk. That's crazy. So when I'm bulking, why that extra dog walk? Because dogs are actually big. Got fun. Yeah. Um, but right now, as I said, the last couple of days I've been up down ladders all over the show so you know it's probably a bit higher than it needs to be yeah yeah great well good luck with getting the kitten off the roof and um yeah we yeah. will see you all in the next episode cheers bye everyone